0: Welcome to Showtime Balling. We're balling on all levels. New Zealand's basketball podcast and welcome to the Coaching Collective. Yes, this is episode two of our Coaching Collective, a resource given to coaches around New Zealand wanting to upskill and upgrade in regards to their craft within coaching. Okay, in this episode we're going one-on-one with St. Kenterjian's 2019 Schick National Championship for the boys. It is Coach Aaron Young. In this episode, Coach Aaron Young pretty much talks about his tips and hints to actually help build your high school program show without further ado let's go hey what's up everyone this podcast episode is proudly brought to you by showtime balling apparel merch ready for you to cop uh, to help us grow our brand represent us for more information just hit us up go get it all right kia raka to welcome to the show showtime balling balling on all levels this is the coaching collective episode two Uh, So happy to bring on board. He is the current uh, head coach of the National Champions of St. Kintajan. Aaron, young show.
1: What's up, Jordan? Thanks for having me on the podcast again. Um, Yeah, really looking forward to kind of seeing where these coaching um, episodes go. Um, Had a good listen to Zico's one yesterday. And yeah, just honored to be on here and and look forward to hearing what the other coaches have to say as well. So yeah, thanks again.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, no, no problem, mate. Like you're, you're doing us... A service in regards to giving your insight and helping other coaches, and like we kind of said with um, with Zico, it's um it's a thing when you speak to other coaches, they are either you know reluctant to give up their information or they just don't want to. But in this instance, you're you're happy to give up some information.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, I I, I love sharing the um you know, my from my experiences. Um, I probably don't share enough, but I, I'm definitely not one of those coaches that likes to to keep things to myself. Um, so yeah any anytime we get an opportunity to jump on a podcast or, or you know mix and mingle with different coaches um, yeah definitely definitely all for sharing and, and you know getting as much experience from different coaches as well as sharing my experience as well
0: sweet okay so the um this episode today that um you've chosen to share your information on is uh, how to build a program at the high school level. so this is going to be pretty good and''ve you've, and, you've, and you've given us five different. Uh, different topics that helps build that uh, program?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I haven't, I haven't been coaching for a very long time. I'm, I'm only 28. But, you know, I think one thing that, you know, I've learned over the you know, the past four or five years, obviously the bulk of my experience has come with working with St. Kent's. Um, so I thought, you know, hey, it'd be a good topic for me to touch on. Um, obviously, every, every experience is different. Um, but, you know, there's some things that I've picked up along the way. Over the last four or five years that I think can you know that are pretty valuable for some coaches regardless of what level you're you're coaching at so hopefully it helps um a variety of different levels um and yeah that's basically where I'm gonna go with this but um yeah, looking forward
0: yeah. to it ah sweet man let's crack into it okay so like I said again, you gave us five uh, topics and um points to actually touch on let's start at number one what is it to you?
1: Yeah, for me, it's just kind of the beginning, you know, where to begin. You know, I think, you know, what's really important when you when you start off at a program or or high school or, you know, with a rep team or anything like that, you you got to have some kind of, you know, some kind of plan. You know, Zico talked about, you know, a few different things in his podcast about, you know, how you get ready for a season. Mine's more based around, you know, planning for, you know, a longer, a long-term approach. Um, so, you know, for me, you know, I started four years ago at St. Kent's, um, and basically just wanted to have, you know, I wanted to put a plan in place over, you know, a long period of time. Um, but I think the most important thing before you start and before you get get things rolling is you, you got to have a real passion to help others. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't have that passion, um, there's going to be some, there's definitely it's going to be some lows. There's going to be some tough times where you, you really question what you're doing or, or, you know if there's going to, if there's a light at the end of the tunnel, um, but you just gotta, you gotta stick with it and you gotta have that passion because that passion's going to you know drive you to, to, to have success w- with, with whatever success looks like for you. It might be championships. It might be helping kids along the way. Um, but at the end of the day, when you, when you start and, and you get, you know, when, when you get the program rolling, it's all about that passion, um, to help others. So yeah, that's, I mean, for me, that's where to start. Um, Obviously, the, yeah. the other big thing is you know you got to have you got to have goals goals in mind. You, you got to have that goal setting approach, um, short term and long term. Um, you know, some of the goals that that I had from the start of my program was that you know to get into the Premier Premier League, and then from there you kind of just kind of carry on. But you know you could you can make as you can make the goals as as big as you want. I think I think it's really important to 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 to, to dream big, um, to set your standards really high. Um, and the other thing is just kind of practice patience. Um, that's a big, you know, I'm a big believer in that you gotta, you gotta be patient with what you do. Um, it's really important that you, you you take it day by day and you don't look too far down the track. And if you, if you're impatient, then, you know, a lot of, a lot of things that you think might not happen, um, will, will happen. Um, and, and that's, I think it's really important just to, to be patient with everything that you do and, and just, you know, have that passion as well
0: yeah because there's um there's different a lot of levels when it comes to coaching and, and and regardless like i said again the passion has to be in there you've got to be in there for the right reasons uh you've got to making sure that you like i said again be ready for you know all obstacles because it's going to be you know it can, it can be tough but it can be rewarding at the same time
1: for sure and you know i'm a, i'm a big believer and also just there's there's no such thing as an overnight success you know a lot of you know a lot of the feedback that i got you know is like oh you know saint you guys came out of nowhere but you know the people that have been around the program for a long time we we know how much work we've put in and and it's taken us a long time to get to where we're at um so we don't take that experience for granted because we understand where we've come from so you know it doesn't it doesn't happen overnight and you got to really be disciplined with your work ethic and and just yeah just finding ways to to enjoy every every moment that you have coaching at at whatever level you coach at
0: Okay, so um, the second component of this um, episode. Uh, uh, let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, for me, it's. I mean, I, and these are in, in any particular order, but you know, for me, the next the next part is you know how to build a culture. And again, I, I'm not an expert. I've only been coaching for you know four or five years. Um, but what one thing that I, I feel like I'm very um, blessed. Um, along the years, I've been around some great cultures. Um, I've been lucky enough to to be able to tag along with uh, Paul Hanari with the Breakers and a lot of what, uh, been able to um, hang around a lot of what he does with the Tall Blacks. And, you know, he does an outstanding job of creating culture. So I've, you know, I've taken a few things from, you know, from that, from that those experiences. Um, but, you know, for, for us at St. Kent's, uh, and this can be different, but, you know, we have the mindset and I, I like to drive in the, you know, the mind, the mentality of, Living above the line. Um, hmm. So what that means, from from our point of view, is you know, if you do you do you live above the line or do you live below the line? And and the three words that we we hold ourselves accountable to are accountability, uh, ownership, and, um, sorry, I've just had a mind blank. Uh, owners and responsibility. Sorry. Um, so those are the three things that we say. Okay, we got to we got to hold ourselves to those every day. Um, And that leads to, okay, are we living above the line? And then some of the words that go below the line are blame, excuses, and denial. So, you know, in any given circumstance, whether it's a training, um, whether it's, you know, schoolwork, um, you know, we try to eliminate those words below the line. You know, blaming, are we blaming other people for our mistakes? Are we we making excuses? Are Are we in denial? Um, so I think that's a really good way to kind of start the culture and and just kind of get into those good habits and and just be accountable for your actions. Um, I think that's really important. Um, and then the next thing for me was just, it's it's really important, especially at at the high school level or even younger, you just got to be able to create an environment where kids want to work hard. Um, and, and that's really important for me. and, And I feel like we've done that at St. Kent's where, you know, it's, it's a real joy to come into the gym and, and put in some work and, and, you, and you get rewarded for, you know, the, the little milestones along the way. But the, I think the, the the greatest the success comes from, you know, seeing your teammates improve, uh, whether it's, you know, a kid on scholarship or if it's the 12th man, you know, really building that culture where it's like, okay, the, the guy's next to me is putting in that work, which is pushing me to put in the work. And you just kind of keep building from there. So I think that's just equally as important.
0: Yes, <laughs> So I'm um, rewinding it back to um, the accountability because we spoke about it in the episode with you and Alex as that, that buy-in. So mm. you got to make sure that the buy-in from the culture is, is pretty much a hundred percent because it's not going to work if it's either 70% or 99.5%, right?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. You got to you
0: got to completely buy into that and you know, you'll get rewarded if you do. And, and that's, and that's really important to understand. Yeah, because a lot of um, a lot of programs that are successful is built around their culture, and because whether you're successful, or you're not successful, the culture will, will maintain your, I would say, your essence or your just enthusiasm for the game. For sure, yeah.
1: And then, and one thing, one other thing that I wanted to touch on with the culture is like, you know, when you're dealing with, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit later. Um, but you know, just when you're when you're dealing with a high school team or or a young group of adults um you got to remember that everyone's going through their different journeys in life and there's everyone's dealing with different things but what i like to to create with our culture is like when you step into the gym you leave everything else outside so you kind of like it's kind of like a tap-in mentality so and that's a beautiful that's the beautiful thing about Mm -hmm. basketball is you know whatever you're going through in life uh, whatever experiences that you've had when you step into that gym you can leave it all out there and and just kind of enjoy it for what it is so yeah, I think that's really important for us and building that culture as well.
0: Well, that's quite powerful in a sense because, like you said, again, everything on the outside world doesn't come in. And and the thing is with that, with between the lines, when you're of training or you're playing, you, that's, that's your time amongst yep. all your group, right? And the people that is bought into the culture, and that's right again. You've got to feed into that, and you've got to help.
1: Hundred percent. And and like I said, it's got to be fun as well. You got to enjoy it, and and I think that's a it's a great way to, to to build that along the along the way.
0: Okay, so yeah, there was a question on our social media, and it's actually good that you brought the up on way of culture. But who is the main driver of the culture within the program?
1: In terms of uh, in terms of players,
0: ah, uh, in terms of the whole thing, like, um, is it, the <clears throat> or is it is still um, the players? Um, yeah, speak about it. Yeah, I think I mean it's it's definitely
1: a collective. Um, it's a, it's definitely a collective um responsibility for all of us um but obviously you know martin gann and and alex mcnaught are, are our co captains do a great job of leading that um but like like i said in the previous podcast I was really blessed to be around some natural leaders um and and I think we just the 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 culture and and um that was basically built from the amount of good- you know good character kids that we had on our on our team and and the ones that just really um, kind of put the ego aside and, and just said, hey, I might not be playing 10, 15 minutes a game, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there and be the biggest um, cheer, cheer man. I'm going to you know, be hype for my team and I'm going you know, to just, just be excited for my teammates because obviously that's, that's what's important. So, um, yeah, can't really, sing, can't really single out anyone. I think it, the, the, what made it so powerful, our culture is just the collective effort that we put into, into it every day.
0: Sweet. Okay. So let's move on to the next um segment.
1: Yeah, so for me, um the next the next part for me is just the importance of quality competition. Um so for me, looking at the the last four years with St. Kent's, and again, every experience is different. So um, you know, not every not every team and not every high school is gonna get you know the, the best competition or or the highest quality competition. Um, obviously, obviously, Auckland Premier competition is is pretty special in in regards to New Zealand um, and what we have available to us in in Auckland. But um, what I've noticed over the last four years is, you know, our first year we 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 struggled to to find some 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 quality games, and and we really struggled if we did step up and play against some some tougher teams. So after reviewing that kind of first year, I said, okay, regardless of um, what we have to do and what kind of situations that we're in, we've got to, we've got to put ourselves in a position to to come up against some really good co- competition because that's where we're going to get our experience. Um, mm-hmm. And there was a lot of hard times. There was a lot of losses. There was a lot of, you know, 40, 30-point, um, you know, games where we're just kind of scratching our heads like, w- what are we doing here? But at the end of the day, um, that's when you kind of really get to focus in on say, hey, who, who's really – Willing to put in, you know, that kind of work, and really willing to to go through those tough times to to, to make it out the other end. So, um, just looking back over our last three years, uh, we've had almost, you know, probably eighty to ninety percent of our games have been really tough games, um, mm. and that's I think that's so important for for kids growing up. I, I'm a big believer in you know playing up, you know, up your uh, up your age, so playing above your age. Not all the time, but if you have the the right kind of kids that that have that kind of mindset mm. just think about just think about the confidence they're gonna take away from those kind of experiences when they play against kids at their age mm. um mm. and I've seen that firsthand with a lot of our guys that I started with in the year nine and ten level now that at a year thirteen level, they're seeing guys that you know that you know that that they played against when they're yet at the same age and now that their confidence is just through the roof because they had that experience of playing up so yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, um, that's um, that's that's great because if you kind of look back, and you will definitely know this that over like the last ten years span, how many have from championship winning have come from the Auckland region, based on the fact that you're going to be playing consistently good competition on a regular basis. Yeah, for sure. And you know, like like I said, it's it's
1: not that way around the whole country, and and. You know, a lot of a lot of high schools do a great job of traveling up and and traveling around the country to make sure that they get that quality competition. But you know, it doesn't even have to be games. I think you know it can that can translate to trainings as well and just creating that environment where the competition for every position, the competition at, at training is just at a high level. And you hold it like going back to my one of the points I said before. You know, be, holding kids accountable to every training and not letting them get away with the you know the ticky tack stuff and, and letting them kind of coast through sessions. Mm. Um, the one thing that I've, and one thing that I've experienced over the four years is man, the season goes so quick. And yeah. then you just, <laughs> once you get into the, in the grind and that term two, before, you know, it, it's end of term three and you're getting ready for national. So um, one thing that I've tried not to, I've tried my best not to do is take things for granted and it, take sessions for granted and just value the, each session that you have with the boys and just try to get the most out of it. it's not always going to be the best session in the world but you kind of you hope and you and you approach it like it's you know like it's one of your last trainings that you're going to have because yeah it doesn't always it, you know, it doesn't always work out so you just got to value every every time you, you come together
0: yeah right and you completely yeah completely right on that sort of standpoint is that every session is you know like they've got to come in ready to give it their all or they're not going to give it their all and that's that sometimes a battle that a coach needs to internalize, and you know sometimes they don't look forward to it. But yeah. you know you've got to try and press forward, and you've got to try your best because hey, look, let's be let's be real. Like athletes and in, in, in general will get, you know, they might get a bit. Oh, hey, look, we keep doing the same thing, coach. Why are we doing all this and why are we yeah. doing all that? You know, and sometimes they lose interest. But once again, if the culture's right and the buy-in is there, then yeah, that shouldn't be an issue, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, no, and you're you're exactly right with that. And um, once you once you start to get momentum with that, then it it can really kind of turn it. You know, you can really get some some good results out of those things. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say around you know the quality competition was just you know around the games. Not every game is going to be. You know, sometimes you're not gonna, you're going to come up against against a team. Um, you know that you're a lot better than, or they're a lot better than you. Mm. Um, but you still got to try to find, you know, little things to take away from those experiences and not, you know, beat a team by 50 plus points and just kind of, Oh, that was, you still got to learn things from those, those experiences. I never, I always, I always get frustrated when we play teams that, you know, kind of quit and we've had that a couple of times over the years where, you know, we've been playing well and they kind of just throw the, throw the white towel because you don't Mm -hmm. really learn as much about your team, you know, from 40, 50 point wins. Um, But it's really important that you still try to take something and value something and still hold, you know, watch some film and and still take things away from and focus on what you can control going forward.
0: So, when you, that's a great point as well. Like when you're playing against teams that are, you know, less, that are not as good and you are kind of giving them the beat down. So, are we looking at maybe rotating the bench? Uh, working on different systems, different things here and there, or are you just going, Hey, look, guys, go out there and play and just get better?
1: I think, uh, no, I think definitely, you know, definitely get the bench involved. I think that's really important. Um, because you know, with with the group that we had this year, we were, regardless of who was on the floor, we were excited to see each other, you know, be successful on the court by either by making plays or playing defense the right way. Um, so I think that's really important. Um, you know, I, I, I've ne- I mean, with our with our group, um, we haven't always been the, the deepest, but this year we had that depth. So it was really good to kind of see get, you know, eight, 10, 11 guys in on, on the floor and just kind of rotate them throughout the games. And then obviously that will help. You know, you never know what's going to happen later on down the track. So anytime you can get those bench guys involved, um, then that, you know, if someone does go down, you have that next man mentality and you can slide them in. But in terms of like systematically, we... You know, we we obviously try to run some stuff. I don't like running, you know, transition for 40 minutes. You know, I, I, that is important. But for me, it's more about execution, getting in the half court, um, working on little things that we have worked on in training that we can obviously work on in games. Even if the defense isn't playing, you know, super tight or super aggressive, we can still take away little things like, okay, they're going under the screens. Um, they're being really lazy on this on-ball coverage. What can we do? Can we twist it? Um, can we, you know force them to try to defend the screen by, you know, setting another good screen, just little things like that, that we kind of, you know, try to talk about during the game. So, we, so that at the end of the game, we're not just saying, oh, okay, we beat them 540 and that was it.
0: Cool. Okay. So um, let's look at it. Is it the fourth or are you looking at the fifth component of your, um, of your how to build a program? Yeah. So my fourth one is um,
1: the word flexibility. Um, and and you can go, you kind of can go around um, different points with this, but you know, for me, as a coach at the high school level, you just got to really learn how to be flexible. Um, And and what do I mean by that is, you know, you're you're dealing with young adults and there's a lot of things going on, um, whether it's at home, whether it's with school, whether it's with reps. Um, So it's really important that you understand their workload, um, whether that's, you know, they have a certain amount of exams coming up, whether that's, they have a certain amount of rep trainings coming up, whether that's, you know, they have, you know a group project coming up, or you know they have a drama performance. You know, with St. Kent's, it's such a diverse school, so a lot of the kids are doing so many different activities and different doing different experiences with different um, subjects. So there's, I'm going, I'm going to be honest. Like over my four years, um, we've we've had tried to have a squad of twelve in every year, but sometimes we only have a squad of ten or eleven. But in my in my four years that I've been at St. Kent's, I probably had maybe less probably around 10% of my trainings at, at full with a full squad. And that's mm. just something that you got to be able to adjust to. It's definitely not ideal as a coach because you want to know how many guys you have at training, but it just never yeah. happens. Um, you know, some, <laughs> some guy will text you saying, Hey, I've had this, something come up. Um, and you can either, you can approach it one or two ways. You can be frustrated at the kid and say, Hey, you should have let me know. And I definitely hold them accountable to, you know, to being great communicators but at the end of the day, they've got a lot of pressure on themselves. So I try not to react um, in the moment. Um, mm. I try to listen to them, what they have to say the next time they come into training um, and just adjust and just kind of manage their, you know, what they have. Um, a lot of our boys over the last couple of years have played reps. So, you know, that's that term two and term three is really busy with with those, you know, with both teams, especially the high school teams. They want to ramp up their schedule and now reps are getting ready for nationals. So it's really difficult to try to kind of, so I think it's really important to kind of talk to the kids. Hey, when do you have trainings? And I, I always try to be the one that adjusts. I don't want to try to tell, you know, the Auckland coach or, you know, the county's coach to say, hey, we, we're training on this night. You need to make sure that you train y- your guys on this night. I try to adjust around my boys' schedule. So I was like, okay, we've got three guys at rep training this week. We're not uh, on this day on Monday, so we're not going to train that night. And you just got to be flexible um and so i think that's that's important you just got to understand okay these kids are playing multiple sports they're playing multiple and multiple teams um and just kind of allow it to happen and and then when it's time to really come together and get ready for our nationals then you expect them to buy into that and and really get ready for that
0: yeah and that's that's 100 percent because you got to make sure that we realize that these young adults, they are busy. They've got multiple things on in their lives. Um, and to get the optimal performance out of them, you've got, like you said again, you're going to give them the opportunity to play in those reps. Because let's be honest, them playing in reps, it makes them better for your program, right? Yes, definitely. And and I coached, I was lucky enough to coach Oakland under-17s this
1: year. And it was a really difficult, it was a really challenging experience for me, but in a, a good challenge in a, in a good way. Because, um, you know, I had four of my boys in the under 17 team. And then I had about four Ockham grammar kids on my team no, no, no. and w- we would be training on a Monday night and we had just had prim training and the Ockham grammar boys had prim training. And so some of them were coming in, you know, after a really hard session and my boys had just had a good session. So I had eight guys on the, f- on the team that had just come off, a you know, two hour training. They were expected to train again for an ou- another an hour, hour and a half. But then I had another four kids that were coming from you know schools that don't get that same kind of exposure, they don't get that kind of same kind of premier level mm. training. So they're coming into our training saying, Oh man, I'm really looking forward to getting after it and competing with these prim players and and coming in and saying, Oh man, this is gonna be a great session. Cause we only train once or twice a week with the with the with the Auckland team. So now you're trying to manage that. It's like, all right, I've got four guys here that are, you know, really excited for this training and they're ready to go. And they've probably been looking forward to this all weekend. And then I've got Eight guys here that are completely exhausted, <laughs> and you know it's, it's just it's just part of being a coach, especially at that high school level. You just kind of find ways around it, and you got to keep it keep it fun, but also you know keep it competitive. But try not to put too much on them, and, and that's always the challenge. And finding yeah. different ways around it,
0: I see what you mean. Is because you you put your your practice plan together, you visualize it before you get there. You kind of get everything all in place, and then yeah, like you said again, <laughs> you rock up. Energy yeah. levels are not at where they should be. Yeah. And you want to give, you want to, you know, you want to dig into them. But yeah. then the human side of you, you know, would have said to you, man, yeah, these kids can't give me what the, what I, what yeah. I want them to give me. For sure.
1: <laughs> just, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. But I think the one thing that you can't be is you can't be selfish. You can't be, yeah. okay, this is, it's about me. I need to get these boys to do this. You really got to listen to them and have, and have that conversation with them. It's like, okay, what did you have on today? And you got to be honest. What did you have on this morning? Did you did you go to that private coaching session? Did you did you work and just it's just a constant you're just working around the clock really and just making sure that you bridge that gap with those athletes?
0: Exactly. Because then if you see those athletes kind of, you know, half stepping it and the ones who have kind of, you know, they've got the energy to boost it, then it's the kind of a, you know, a mentality thing when you look at them and like, Hey man, I know you're tired, but man, geez, but you're here <laughs> to <laughs> you gotta yeah,
1: exactly. it do the thing, Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's that's trying to find that balance is is always hard, but yeah, got to find a way.
0: Cool. Okay, a fifth and final um, component to this episode. Yeah,
1: um, for me, the last part is just building relationships with the community. Um, so obviously, you know, with the St. Kent's program, um, you know, I've been really lucky over the over the years to so have a really strong um, support. Um, whether that's you know that's with the school, but also with the parents. Um, and then obviously from the younger, from the younger parents and, and the younger athletes that are coming through as well. Um, but I've made a real effort to, to make it, you know, to get the parents involved, um, to make them, you know, feel like they're a part of the group. Um, mm. and this, and, and this year I didn't really have to do much, much work. They just wanted to be involved and and they just were really passionate about not just helping their son, but helping the team. So we had not, you know, a number of parents volunteer for obviously doing score bench, um, you know doing you know the shared dinner after the games and i i re- it made my job you know really easy because you know the parents just took took care of everything but you got to really you got to really work that, those relationships you got to really talk to them and you got to really make sure that the communication is great between them because yeah. you don't want to be you don't want to be fighting and 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 <laughs> working against parents because we all know that that can be a, a very challenging experience for you as a coach and and the last thing that you want to be doing is oh man i've got to be dealing with this parent and dealing with these expectations and dealing with all these things that that come with you know being a high profile athlete Um, so i guess you know the number one thing is you have to communicate to them whether they're happy or not you've got got to be you got to be you can not be sitting in your corner and saying oh man this parent doesn't know what they're saying regardless Mm -hmm. of where their point of view you just got to say hey you know do you have an issue with what we're doing if, if you do, can we talk about it? And I think that's, you know, I think that's the right way to go. Um, luckily, I haven't had a, too many of those, so I can't really talk on a lot of experience. But I do know a lot of situations where there has been that, and um, it can be tough. But I think just building those relationships from the start, you know, before your season or before, you know, be, before you you start a, start a new program, you got to just ha- maybe have a parents' night or, you know, just, you know, mix and mingle with them during games and make an effort because that can go a long way down the down the track.
0: Yeah, that's super important. It's, um, so uh, I reckon it's a very key component to success of all success, or you know, you can go you know, the op- opposite way, can be the downfall. Yeah, is that you've got to make sure you, you know your parents, get along with them because at the end of the day, when they can pick up the son or the daughter, you know, they take them home and they're out of your, out of your, you know, out of your words of wisdom or your your circle, or your huddle, yeah. and then they go, they go home. And you know, you, know, you don't want that, you know, your good work. Being the around yeah. because the parent has a, yeah, a personal grievance about the way you coach. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's a really, it's, it's
1: those, that's why it's so important that those relationships are really strong. Um, and, you know, looking at it, you know, looking at it from two different points of view, you got to, you got to think about it from the kid's point of view. You got to think about it from your point of view. And then probably even a third point of view, you got to think about it from the parent's point of view. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, it's a coaching is, is it's, it's not an easy gig. Right, So you put in so much work and you don't have, you know, you only have a limited amount of energy. So you don't want to be spending, you know, half your energy dealing with things that don't help your team or don't help your program and parents and, you know, broken relationships with schools or principals that can get in the way and take a lot of your energy away from what's really important, which is the kids and, and helping them develop. So I think that's, you know, it's really important that you you know, bridge those bridge those relationships with the parents and just really work, you know, work almost every week just to say hey, whether it's an email or phone call or you know just a you know, like I said a parents night before the season starts, um, yeah. really yeah, important can, that you yeah. do that stuff.
0: Yeah, because then, like you said before, that the buy-in has to be, yeah, you know, a wider of thing it has to go buy in into the parents as well as they like you buy into the culture you you buy into your son or daughter getting x amount of minutes here and there uh you buy into a lot of things and you gotta they have to put the trust in you um regardless
1: exactly yep
0: and that's what it is trust and communication
1: (laughs) it's the relationship it really is you just gotta you just gotta do it and and it goes a long way if you do
0: and that's it like a lot of people looking from the outside from the outside looking in they wouldn't recognize it you know a coach has they have many hats they got to put on man yeah. and and sometimes it's it's unfair that they do put everything on them but
1: yeah. it's just the way it happens exactly yeah but hey that's why i said go back to the start you got to have that passion you got you got to have that passion to help each other, help others because if you don't and these kind of things come up and and you know things get in the way it can really break you or you can just kind of learn to, you know, adjust and and make, make it work. And yeah, it's part of being a coach.
0: Hmm. Uh, another question that was put forth was, uh, how do you actually figure out the number of personnel that you have on your team? And we're we're talking about assistants, managers, uh, what would your ideal number and ratio be for your program? I think,
1: I, I think ideal would be, um, personally for me, I'd like to have, you know, one really good assistant and one really good manager. Um, you know, I'm lucky. I'm lucky enough at St Kent's we've got a, a really good support system with with different people being involved with different things. So I've got you know someone else in the office that helps me with a lot of um, you know registrations and stuff like that. But in terms of the team side of things, um, I've kind of always rolled with uh, one really good manager and Trish Low. And then with in terms of personnel with my team, I always try to be flexible between ten and twelve. Um, and you know, I don't want to just have twelve because that's how many were allowed. I want to have, you know, a good group, and that's most important to me. So if that means it's a good group of nine, then that means we're going to roll with nine. Um, If it means that we've, you know, this year we had a great group of twelve, even thirteen, because we we had a a larger squad this year, Um, then we rolled with twelve and thirteen for the whole year. So I think it's just kind of determined on your your environment and and what you have available. But at the end of the day, that that twelfth and thirteenth or eleventh and twelfth player. They have to understand their role. They have to understand what they're what they're doing in the team, what what their responsibilities are, what you know, what they what they can provide. They can't be selfish. They can't be um, thinking about themselves. It has to be for the team. And, and this year we had that. Um, so yeah, I would say one assistant, one manager, and then just a really good group of however many you you think is is required to to be um, to be successful.
0: Yeah, I think another one which I'll probably slide in there is that you've got to understand that this is the, like you actually touched on it, that this is going to be a, a grind. It's going to be it's going to be a process that, that unfolds and sometimes it's not going to go the way you did you want it to and it's going to go different ways and manoeuvre its ways through life or through your, your season or your campaign. But yeah, you've got to be ready for those challenges.
1: Exactly. And and you don't want to be thinking about, you know, that 12th guy on the bench saying, oh, you know, is he, is he is he being salty because he's not getting a couple minutes, or is he not? You know, does he feel like he wants to? He needs to play more. You yeah. just gotta. They gotta trust you, and you gotta trust them. And and yeah, it kind of goes back to the obviously that word trust, and and having that right from the start of the season
0: right to the end. Yeah, and it's difficult because you got to make sure that it's um. Put in the culture and in the in the plans and put forth to the players that you know from one to twelve anything could happen because there are certain coaches out there that go for certain you know they coach for certain reasons some to go win the multiple championships those that go out there and let their kids play or um yeah or just go out and help with development so yeah that's great yeah awesome sweet um in closing any final thoughts.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, I just, you know, obviously my experience with, with St. Kent's has obviously been successful this year, but I wanted to kind of share these things, not, not just, just to say, Hey, you know, you do these things, you can win a national championship. It's more based around, you know, just those coaches that are starting up and, um, you know, don't have really a, a real guidance or a real clear, um, you know, a clear vision of where they want to go. I was in that same position four years ago, um, you just got to, you just got to find a way and, and you just got to put yourself in the position to, to work with athletes that you want to be around. Um, if you, if you wake up in the morning and you, and you love what you do, good things are going to happen. If you're waking up in the morning and dreading going to that early session, then it's probably not for you. So you just got to find, you know, find those ways, find that passion. Um, it took me, you know, it took me, you know, a good, good year to, to really build that success. But even in that first year, I look forward to, to working with the kids because I knew I was in a in a, a real lucky situation to be working at a school like St. Kent's. So you can't take things for granted. You gotta you gotta buy in and and yeah, put the kids first, and good things will happen.
0: Yeah, I, I think what you're trying to say there, <clears throat> this is a, like a guidance. This is a, like these are like these are mere points. This isn't the blueprint to winning championships. This is just yeah, it's a, just a resource to help you, you know, to kind for of sure. basically get you on get you on a good starting point. Exactly. And, and that's what it's all about. I don't, and that's, that,
1: that's why I wanted to share some of the things, you know, when, when you approached me, I wasn't sh- too sure of where I wanted to go, but I thought, Hey, if I can, you know, inspire a coach to, to, to get, get the ball rolling and, and start a program. Um, you know, like Zico said, it's about helping the New Zealand community and New Zealand coaching community. That's what I'm about. So um, yeah.
0: Nice. Aaron Young, thank you very much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your year. I know you're heading off back home. Um, yeah, man, this will be pretty cool.
1: Awesome. Thanks, John. Appreciate you.
0: Okay, see you next time. Bye. Yo, that's full time. Thank you for taking a time out with us here at Showtime Balling, Balling on All Levels. This is our podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. We'd like to encourage others to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and also to take advantage and invest in representing our apparel line on Showtime Balling NZ. We'd we'll like to also encourage those ones to keep it grinding, keep moving, and if you want any further information, please do not hesitate to either DM us or PM or get in contact. But, hey, without further ado, thank you very much. See you next time.